Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Kind of no maintenance. No maintenance? Yeah, you're kind of like, just leave me alone. Oh, okay. We were just talking about if I was high maintenance or low oh. maintenance, <laughs> and I pushed to record, and I, you said I was no maintenance. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, okay. you can just, okay, we've been married. Go away from me. That's right. <laughs> well, we might cut this part out, yeah. but we might not. Anyways, welcome. Welcome. Happy good morning. Yeah, yeah. So it was a great morning yesterday at church. You know, it was the, uh, the 14th of November yesterday. It was our new member Sunday. Mm-hmm. We received 41 new members, Yay. which for us is the biggest class we've had by far. Uh, you know, in my five years here, we've had a couple classes that were right around 30, you know, high 20s, low 30s, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for, for whatever reason, this was the biggest class by far. It's really encouraging. Mm-hmm. And we do this several times a year. So We do. We do it yeah, several yeah, times a year. We do it several times a year. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think it's because people are kind of coming back to church and um, looking for community probably more now than ever, I would hope. Yeah, I mean, th- there is some of that, especially with uh, with the long pandemic and people mm-hmm. isolated from each other. They realize mm-hmm. how important it is to belong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's been great. Uh, and we also found we, we have a ministry at church called Grief Share, and we had a number of people, three people joining us through that ministry. Mm-hmm. So that's been a real great way to reach out into the community. But yeah, it was a great day. I mean, it's a very, very encouraging day for me. I, I really... Really liked it. it was good. good, good. Yeah. And we had a good day last week after we podcasted. We told you we were going to plant some oh, things. That's right. Yeah. After talking about seeds and weeds, mm-hmm. and we did plant some things. And one week later, they're still alive. They are still alive, which is looking good. And you know, so we ended up planting what was it, adagio grass and a pendulum yucca. Yes, something yes. like that. Adagio grass and a pendulum yucca, and I think we planted uh, eight clusters of grass, and seven of them look like they're definitely going to make it. One I'm a little worried about. I haven't seen that. Well, it's kind of dry, but we'll see what happens. However, I did in the process of Zeke, Zeke. uh, but in the process of planting, I did discover a a fire ant nest. Yes. So that was exciting. And so I had had both hands in my fire ant nest, I was turning up the soil. So yes. And those things are just a pain. Like Yeah, there are two things I would say in Texas, and I was talking to Matthew about this. Everything is great in terms of culture and weather and politics and everything. But the fire ants mm-hmm. and the allergies. Yeah, they're pretty miserable. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah, and I was talking, you know, I, I have really bad allergies, always have. And I was talking with an ENT down in San Antonio, and he said, well, just, you know, the way Bernie is, uh, we're on this escarpment. Uh, and he said, um, the, 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 the winds come in off the coast. And then as they rise up, they kind of stall out where, right about where Bernie is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they tend to not have enough forward momentum to go up and over the escarpment. So they just kind of stall and go in this circular pattern. Hmm. So he said that's why allergies are so terrible, especially in Bernie, is that the, the air doesn't move. It just kind of stays put and circulates again and again and again until a big storm comes and pushes it all hmm. away. Okay, there's another... Escarpment is another new word for me this week. Yeah, escarpment. So it's, uh, it's a fancy word for a cliff-like formation. I see. Especially a large cliff-like formation, such as the Balconis Escarpment. Oh, that's which, what you're talking about here yeah, in Bernie. Okay, yeah, well... Which is where we are. Anyways. Um, which is, by the way, the Spanish word for balcony. Thank because you. when the conquistadors saw it, they said, oh, look, it looks like a balcony. Oh, my yes. goodness. Okay, we're getting way off track, but no, thank you. Fun. Walking dictionary. You're okay. Welcome. 
I've so, been called worse, you know. You've been called worse. Yeah. Yes, you have been called. Well, not much. Okay. Anyways, all that being said, we planted. It's gone well so far. So far, um, yeah. We yeah. also, one more little update. Uh, Sam, the Bernie High School football team is in round two of playoffs. Yeah, boy. Won a big game on Friday night in Wimberley. At, well, we played Canyon Lake in mm-hmm. Wimberley. And it wasn't really pretty, but we won. No, it was not, not at all a pretty game. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there were probably... Almost as many penalties as there were, you know, plays. It yeah, was just and we were down at half, twenty-one-seven. Come back and win, twenty-eight, yeah. twenty-one. So we live to have another week of football in this family. Yeah, and then I also found out something. So I mean, I'm sitting there on Sunday morning, uh, you know, in the Family Life Center, grabbing a cup of coffee and something to eat between services. Uh, and a gentleman comes up to me from the eight o'clock service. He says, "Hey, you know, your son played well." I thought, "Well, thank you. I appreciate that." And he's like, "Yeah, well, I, I was the coach of the other team." Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, One of the coaches goes to our church of Canyon yeah. Lake. Yes. So I had no idea. So yes. it's kind of fun to talk with him about football and yes, uh, and uh, their formations and you know what went right and what went wrong and yes. how the game changed because it's you know it was, as a as a fan I love the game of football but it's good to actually talk with people who know it and understand it. Right. So that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. And yes. All right. So that was awesome. All right. Here we go again. We are talking about, we are wrapping up the parables here. Yeah. And we've yeah. got some more parables this week about treasures. Mm-hmm. There's three of them, right? Three parables? Yeah, three short, short, short ones. Very quick parables. And it's Matthew chapter 13, verses okay. 44 through 52. Matthew yeah. 13, 44 through 52. Okay. You want to read it? Oh, uh, yeah. Let me just kind of set the stage here. Okay. So remember the parables in, in this chapter, Matthew chapter 13. Uh, Jesus is teaching in parables, and the disciples say, why are you teaching in parables? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jesus responds in verse 11, you know, uh, oh, go there. Jesus responds, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, uh, but to them it has not been given, because they have ears but do not hear, so right. on and so forth. Uh, and so the parables are secrets of the kingdom. Uh, the parables reveal to us God's plan for us. They reveal to us something about the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're given in such a way that you have to have ears to hear them. So he who has ears, let him hear, Jesus says several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, the parables go out and not everybody understands them. Not everybody takes the time. Not everybody puts in the effort. Not everybody is simply willing uh, to hear and make sense of what is said. But those who are willing, uh, they, they discover a little nugget, a little treasure about the kingdom of God. Uh, and so, for example, you know, Jesus ends in, uh, in chapter 13, verse 52, now, Jesus will end this little section. He says, have you understood these things? You know, yes. Are you one of those with the ears to hear? Have you right. understood these things? To the disciples. They said, yes. And he said to them, well, therefore, every scribe who has been trained in the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out from his treasure what is new and what is old. Okay. So in other words, not only do you have the old things that you already understood, but now mm. you have these new things that you can add to them. And you bring them out and share them with people. Mm. So with that in mind, you know, Jesus is talking about bringing out the treasures of treasures new and treasures old. Okay. Uh, tre- so we're, we're going to take a look at the treasures today. So there are three of them. It's very, very quick. Uh, do you want me to read them? Yes, you okay. read them. This is ESV. And it's uh, Matthew 13, verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found covered up. And then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and he buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. And again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. And when it was full, men drew it ashore and sat down, and they sorted the good into containers, but they threw away the bad. And so shall it be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the evil from the righteous." 
They will throw them into the fiery furnace, and that place there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm. So that last one's probably the easiest one, and let's start with that first. You so think you, that's the easiest one? Oh yeah, I mean because it, it's it's kind of a it's a very clear one. Right, but that's the only one that has this separation and the weeping and gnashing. Yeah. yeah okay, well, but go ahead. All right. Well, since I've started this way. I'm okay, let's start this way. So, uh, so the the parable of the weeds or the parable of the dragnet uh, is, is very much like the parable of the weeds, uh, and that there's this this mixture. If you remember the mm -hmm. parable of the weeds, you know the the landowner sows the wheat. Enemy comes and sows weeds. They can't tell one from the other until the harvest when the workers come, harvest them, and separate right. them. It's the same kind of deal here. Uh, Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven is like that. That There's a wide net cast out in the kingdom of heaven. All are invited to come in. Mm -hmm. It sweeps in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, not, all who are, not all who claim to be members of the kingdom of heaven truly are kingdom of heaven. Uh, but, you know, that's not for us to decide. God himself will separate that. At the end, his, his servants will come and they'll separate the one from the other. Okay. Uh, and the image, remember Jesus, uh, four of his apostles were fishermen. More to the point, they were Jewish fishermen. And according to kosher laws, only certain fish were edible. Yeah. Uh, and so it's this picture of, you know, the fishermen. They've got this net with all kinds of different fish. And they're separating the edible fish from the inedible fish, the clean kosher fish, from the fish that they're not allowed to eat and kind of tossing them back and forth. Oh, okay. And Jesus says that's how it'll be at the end, that there's a separation. Okay. I thought it was pretty clear. But well, that's true. That. No, no. I, you just said it was easy. Well, I would yeah. say most of the teachings aren't so easy because, again, there's a separation, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, I get what your point yeah. is. And Well, the other one was just as understandable. The other two, I should say, are just as understandable because at that point, I mean, people literally did search for treasure in people's yeah. backyards. Yeah. So, I, see, I, I would disagree. So, you go first and let's see what you have to say. Well, what? Disagree with what? Well, I think these other two are actually fairly, uh, there's a lot more meat to them than first meets the eye. Oh, so. Okay, well, that might be true. But I guess my point was just that, you know, we think of why are these people digging up stuff mm -hmm. and finding things in backyards? And it's because they obviously didn't have banks and whatnot. Right. <laughs> they didn't have a place for their treasures. So they, they hid them, literally. Yeah. Well, that's true. And so so these two parables, the mm -hmm. parable of the, the treasure hidden in the field, the parable of the pearl of great price. Mm -hmm. you know, the big point in both of them is that the kingdom of God is worth it. It's worth yes. any cost. It's worth any sacrifice. Yep. You know, he finds a treasure hidden in a field. He goes and he buys that field. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, a, a merchant who finds one pearl of great price. He sells everything else to go and right. buy that one pearl. There's an eagerness. So, yeah. So the, so the point is that, you know, the, the kingdom of God is worth it. It's worth any sacrifice. It's worth any cost to find and to have. That's mm -hmm. the big point. Okay. But they're very different on, on uh, below the surface there. Okay. Uh, and so, for example, you got the pearl, mm -hmm. right? the pearl of great price, and the pearl is a luxury item. Yep. Uh, I remember preaching about this over the summer. The pearl is a luxury item in those days mm -hmm. uh, because it had to be imported all the way from uh, from India, as far away as India. Okay. Or at least from um, uh, from the the Persian Gulf. They weren't native to the Mediterranean, and so they had to be imported great great distances, and therefore they were very very expensive. As a matter of fact, Cleopatra was famous for having a pearl of great price herself. Oh. So, I mean, it's a symbol of, of a, you know, phenomenal wealth and royalty. Okay. And so you've got this merchant who's out there looking for pearls. And mm -hmm. so the effort of, you know, the, the image of this, this merchant who is, you know, uh, searching and searching, searching for months on end, going through foreign lands and marketplaces and in bazaars. Okay. And he's looking and he, not only is he looking, but he knows what he's looking for. Right. You know, so there's this intentionality, there's this right. diligence. And then when he finds it, he gives up all the other stuff that he thought was pretty good for this one that he knows is the best. Right. And so it's really this image of, uh, of discernment mm -hmm. that, you know, you've got a merchant who knows the good from the bad, you know, and so he, he knows when he sees this pearl of great price that right. this is worth it. 
Uh, among the multitude, one. Among the multitude, right. right. So there's one purpose, one aim, yes. And then also of diligence, that you know he's searching and searching and searching, and then he finally finds what he is looking mm-hmm. for, uh, and he rejoices. I think it says... Uh, with great joy. Went, he, he, with great joy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So he went and he, he, he sold, sold it all and bought it. Yep. Um, and that, that kind of reminds me of myself. I mean, I remember when I came to Christ, mm-hmm. you know, I was looking in all kinds of different places. Yes, you were. For meaning and purpose, um, and I was kind of kept coming up empty. And then when I finally found Jesus, uh, you know, it was one of those things I gave up everything else. I mean, I gave up my plans for life. I turned my life around 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. I decided to become a pastor. I mm-hmm. gave up everything. And you give yourself to this, this pearl of great price. Yes. So it's this, this image of an intentional, diligent search right. for something. Right. And finding the one out of many. Finding the one out of many. Right. And then I think it's comparable to the way they ask, they tell us, they, well, the Trinity, God. Jesus, Holy Spirit, tells us to search for wisdom, right? In the Proverbs, it's always compared to uh, something of great value. Yeah, gold, Rubies, silver, gold. ruby. Yes. Uh, and it's interesting because in the Old Testament, the ne- Old Testament never mentions pearls. Um, again, because they weren't native to the, the Mediterranean right. world. They were, uh, they had to be imported. Now, under the Romans, you know, they, they were able to import them. Uh, but they were they were unknown in the time of the Old Testament. It's okay. only the New Testament that they first show up. And so also, you know, heaven has the pearly gates. Yes, So true. Uh, so that's the pearl of great price. Okay. Right? It's, it's an image of diligence, of searching. And now you contrast that to the treasure hidden in the field. And here the guy isn't looking for anything. Right. I mean, he's out there. I mean, so a couple of questions I have are, first of all, what's he doing in this guy's field? You know what I mean? Right. Because the, the parable ends with him going to buy the field. So obviously it's not his field. So what is he doing in the field? Mm-hmm. You know, is he treasure hunting? Is he, yes, he's treasure hunting. Is he trespassing? Yes. Is he a, a laborer digging a ditch or mm-hmm. digging a fence post? True. Like, what is he doing in the field? Well, I think we're not told that because that's not the point. No, right? it's not the point. Similar to like the unjust steward or whatever. Mm-hmm. We get all wrapped up in the morality behind this particular act when that's not the point of the parable. No, it's not, but it's still yeah. fun to talk well, about. Well, it's still fun to talk yeah. about, definitely. But yes, you could get hung up on that when, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And so so that's one question I had is, mm-hmm. you know, what, uh, what, what's the guy doing in the field in the sure. first place? Yeah. And then when he finds it, he covers it up. Yeah. Like, Woohoo, treasure. And then he covers it up again. Then he goes and... Uh, buys the field from whoever right. owns the field. Right, so, without telling them there's yeah. a, there's, so yes. Again, you know, why so there's definitely an issue there. Yeah, I mean, so like, why not just take the treasure right away and run? Or, you know, do the right thing, which would be to go to Mr. Field Owner and say, hey, guess what? You're a rich man because I just found this treasure and have a little finder's fee or something. Mm, right, know? right. And again, now this is, uh, this is part of how the parables work. Right. Is that on the surface, it's very, very easy. I mean, clearly the, the point of it is simply... It's worth it. Right. You know it's I mean? worth it. If you find the treasure, go and buy the whole field because yep. it's worth it. Right. Uh, but the more you think about it, the more you chew on it. You're like, wow, that's really kind of an interesting. Like, what is Jesus right. trying to say? Well, here? I think, as we've said before, shrewdness is definitely a characteristic that is held up mm-hmm. in the Bible. This is kind of a shrewd act, oh, I would say. Yeah. And yes, but again, it's not the intention. The intention of the parable is to tell us when you find something of this, you do everything in your power to get it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When you, you do everything in your power to right. get it. And in his power, this person's power, whoever he was, you know, we don't know what the owner of the land was like. We have no idea what that situation was like. So in his power, maybe the only thing he could do was bury it and then legitimately buy the field. There's nothing, you know, Yeah. there's knows? nothing, I guess it's morally a tiny bit questionable, but, or maybe more than that, but it's not, it's legal what he did. Oh yeah. Right. Well, and, and that's the thing. I mean, I don't want to say that this is yes. a bad person. Yeah. Right? I'm just... It's just interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. The more you think it's very, about but it. he's definitely shrewd and he, he gets the job yeah. done. 
and uh, and it's also unexpected. And so if the you know if the if the merchant who finds the pearl of great price mm-hmm. knows what he's looking for and goes out into the wide right. world looking for it, you know, searching the highways and byways to find it, this guy's just you know he's grinding away at his job, doing right. whatever, and he stumbles like across this unexpected right. treasure. So these mm-hmm. are two very very different ways right. of coming to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us look for it. Uh, and others, it just kind of lands in their lap, right? And, and they find it. Exactly. Uh, now, you you started out by by talking about how yeah, back back in those days, they didn't have banks like mm-hmm. we uh, If you had a lot of money, then you could store your wealth in the temple, uh, which is why oh, yeah. temples in the ancient world mm-hmm. were always um, looted in war because right. that's where all the that's where all the money was. Right. So you could store your money in a temple, uh, and the priests of that temple would watch over it for you. But, you know, most people who didn't have anything like that money, there's there's no option for them. No. And so kind of like our grandparents in the Depression, you know, they put it under the mattress, so to speak. Or your aunt in yeah. this generation. Yeah, you know, you just kind of hide it around the house in right. various places. Right, hide it around the house. Yes. Um, and, so that's, and so this is not an unexpected thing right. that they would find uh, that, you know, you'd be digging in someone's backyard and you find a coffee can filled with money. It's not, right. So that that's it's also a good... Yeah, it's not unexpected, which means as the disciples heard this... All those little moral underpinnings probably were not coming into their mind. What was coming into their mind was this is a pretty normal experience to like look up in a tree and find in the little mm-hmm. nook and cranny some money because that's yeah. where someone hid it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So they, you know, they can relate to this story on that level. On that level, right? Yeah. To us, it's, it's yeah. To us, it's a big. It would be like a once in a, yeah, you yeah, know, these once in a I mean, generation I, or more. Yeah, I think of you know pirate tales and goonies yeah. and stuff like that. And but that's that's clearly not the intention, right? So it's kind of amazing, you know. You got these two little parables. Each of them takes up. I mean, they're they're each a single sentence, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's a lot of depth to them when you really yeah. chew on them and think about them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'd be curious. I mean, I you know I, I relate more to the merchant who went looking for it. Um, and I'm trying to think of. Do you know of any stories or anyone who would be more like the person digging in the field who just stumbled across the the treasure, stumbled across Jesus? Hmm. Let's think about that. Because I think for a lot of times, for a lot of people, it is kind of like your story where you were looking in a lot of different places and that wasn't working, right? Mm-hmm. So who just stumbles across it? Um, that's a good... Well, I guess you always hear about the people who just like flipping on their radio and hear a sermon that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or a song that just completely speaks yeah, to them yeah. and that totally changed their life. You know, they decided to check this Jesus thing out based on that. That might be one... Yeah. One example. Yeah, that could be an example. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of um, our son just yesterday got his items for his Operation Christmas Child. Mm-hmm. You know, so oh, yeah. Maybe those shoeboxes would be something like that, could have that kind of impact. Right. Well, the woman who gave a testimony um, mm-hmm. on the video did say that, that she, as a child, um, it was an well, it was an answer to prayer. She already mm-hmm. knew Jesus, but he came to her in a special way. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that could be definitely yeah. true. Mm-hmm. So, little ways. Yes, I guess there's little ways that we can help plant the seed That's right. and hope that somebody has this kind of experience. Yeah. So two little, a yeah. uh, couple of parables about the kingdom. I, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy the parables. Yeah. I think they're a lot of fun. Um, yeah. We fun finished those, didn't we? Yes. We yes. Finished we finished those. those. So next week, what we'll probably do is our kids will be off because it's Thanksgiving break. And so we will either come at you with a little bit of on Thanksgiving and Advent because we are going to take Advent off. Mm-hmm. So we may come back with one episode just kind of an overview of those things. 
But if our house is chaotic and there's no quiet, <laughs> which is very likely, then we will call it good and meet you back in January. Yeah. No, either way, should we send out an email just in case or something? Yes. Either or? way, we'll send out an email. Okay. Yes. Good. Yes. So as you prepare for Thanksgiving, make sure you go and get your things since they keep telling us that there's going to be shortages. Yes. But we pray that you would have a wonderful, if we don't talk to you next week, we pray that you would have a wonderful Thanksgiving and that, what else do we pray for? Uh, and have yourself a merry little Christmas. <laughs> okay. Yes, and that too. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>